Welcome to the Coaching Ignited podcast. I'm your host, Alex Povey. It's great to have you here. This show is all about peeling back the curtain on what's going to help you build the fitness business you truly want. And each week, we bring on a new guest to share their stories, insights, and strategies so you too can take action and apply what you learn. The podcast is released every Wednesday on all the major platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. So make sure you go give that a subscribe, guys. Now, if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so you can connect with me there. Now let's get into this week's episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, what is up, guys? We're back with another guest for you. And um, this is a really cool episode, actually, with Joe Parrish. He is the coach's coach, so he helps fit pros with their health. And um, yeah, we had a really good chat. Very interesting, actually, for all you PTs, coaches, fit pros listening. And we really just dive into like how your fitness, nutrition, physique, confidence affects your business, your revenue, and your life as a whole. So really good episode. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Without further ado, let's get into it. If you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, make sure you give us a review because we're putting in our time here. Joe has come on to share some value, some insights into what he's doing. Um, and I'm sure we're going to have a really interesting conversation about what he does. Um, so Joe, just want to welcome you onto the show. Thank you, brother. And, a pleasure. And I really just want to give people a bit of a context into like what you do, because we've not really had a guest um, do what you do specifically. So for anyone listening, can you like really explain like your niche, who you help, uh, what it is that you actually do? Yeah, absolutely, dude. And uh, again, mate, really appreciate having me on. I'm really looking forward to diving into today's episode. Uh, basically, I am the coach's coach. So I help busy fit pros and I help them look after their own body shape, health and performance. Because fundamentally, when you start out in the fitness industry, you're typically time rich, money poor. And uh, you usually get into the fitness industry because of your own personal transformation journey or something that you've done uh, that has obviously led you now down this route of wanting to now add value and help others in the way in which you've now been transformed or had this huge revelation. But the problem is, the busier you become, the more your business grows, the more aspects and areas that you need to look after and develop, the more mm. your own personal needs then start to drop. And coming from a competitive physique competitor, bodybuilding background, and looking at optimizing physique development, there's a huge remit, I suppose, at the moment in the market for people that are wanting to now do that, take their physiques to the next level. Uh, but how about the coaches that are wanting to get in better shape, look after their business, and make sure that their body shape complements their business and is an asset to their business and not a liability? which often, unless you're really striving for physique development and looking for a coach within that area, it's quite difficult because like coaches are supposed to be these people that uh, motivate, inspire, help, and they want to be seen as kind of alpha, macho, strong, no weaknesses. And it can almost be hard to reach out to somebody else that can empathize and understand and can meet them on their level, which was a huge thing that I 
took from my own personal journey and thought, right, okay, there's a massive gap in the market there. And uh, if I can improve the quality of the coaches, health, body shape, performance, ensure it complements their business, gives them more energy, allows them to perform better, and they can give the very best version of themselves to their client, their partner, and also themselves, then we're going to have a much better fitness industry, which is mm. Mm, I love that. And um, for me, I see the the effects of like my body composition, um, my training, my nutrition, and how it directly impacts my business. And I don't think everyone really puts two and two together and gives it the weight it deserves sometimes that like you, the business owner, the, the, the machine operating it, if it's not well oiled, then your business is going to suffer. Because everyone building businesses who are listening to this um, is obviously trying to do more, more marketing, more sales, more revenue, more income. And you almost get into that trap of chasing all this growth at the cost of your own health. You must see this all the time with the guys that you're working with, because I imagine they're very growth hungry. They want to do all these things, but then their their health is suffering. Can you speak to that in terms of what you see and, and what you hear? Massive. And I think we have two types of personal trainer or two types of coach. We have the coach that is focused on their own body shape, their own body composition and their own physique. And their business is suffering because they're too busy worrying about themselves. Or you now have the coach that typically is so invested and so immersed in helping everybody else that now all of a sudden they are at the bottom of the priority list. Um, and they are not looking after the vehicle that's going to be moving their fitness business forward because fundamentally you are your brand, you are your business. And people buy from people. People buy from you because of who you are, what you do, and how you can help them. And if you're not performing at your very best, and if you're unable to look after yourself, then as the saying goes, you cannot serve from an empty vessel, which is huge. And I think PTs and coaches can often feel bad. I certainly know that I have in the past as well. You almost feel like a bit of a fraud because you're telling all your clients to do these things around sleep and nutrition and training. And uh, you're not actually actioning or implementing it as much as you would like, which then almost makes you feel bad. Lack, you, have lacking, you have a huge lack in self-confidence. There's self-doubt that starts to creep in. And if you've got self-doubt or lacking confidence, then you're not going to be able to make big, bold decisions. You're not going to be able to grow. You're not going to be able to build. And you're not going to be able to scale. And you're not going to be able to impact to the level that you want to because you're not operating from a place of authenticity or from a place of authority as well, which is huge. Mm. So it's having these internal effects as well on, on you, both mind, from a mindset perspective, if you're not in good condition, that not only affects your body, it affects your mind is what, what you're saying in, in this equation. Oh, mate, huge. And I think that's the big thing is like, this isn't just about body shape. This is about health. This is about performance. And this is about making sure that you've got the energy to operate at your very, very best. Mm. And that's not just within your client. But that's also with your personal life as well. Like I speak to so many coaches that go to the gym, they coach their clients, they give their absolute all, but they're almost like on overdrive. They're almost like tapping, they're almost redlining. And then they get home to their family, their partners, whoever it might potentially be, and then they're fucking useless. Um, you know, they go and hide away, they hibernate, they're shattered, they're overwhelmed, they're stressed out. And they just literally are, are then unable to give their very best to their personal life, their balance. And one massive thing that we look at when working with coaches is, yes, we want to be able to get them in better shape, but fundamentally we look at four key result areas that we want to be able to grow. We want to be able to develop and we want to make sure that they are working kind of synergy and harmony. Number one is body. 
Number two is business. Number three is brain. So CPD, personal development, what you're studying and what you're learning. Mm. And then number four is balance, personal life, social time, holidays, trips away. Um, and we look at making sure that they complement one, one another. And sometimes you will have to put your foot on the accelerator and grow your business, go absolutely all in. We were just talking um, offline a second ago about that, about having to sometimes just go, right, okay, do you know what? I can't have harmony and balance at the moment. I need to double down and really go all in on this stuff to be able to sow the seeds to reap the rewards later down the line. But if you are now doing that, how can you always ensure that you're protecting the downside of your body, of your balance and of your brain? And how can we make sure that you've got high performance habits in place that are going to ensure that you're going to be productive, proactive, energetic, making decisions based upon rational thinking instead of making decisions based upon fatigue, low self-esteem, low confidence, and uh, you then end up burning yourself out. And then it's like, what are you doing all this for anyway? You're making all this money, you're coaching all these clients, you're getting great results. Um, but, but what's it all for? Like, why? Mm, yeah. You know? And I fell into that trap massively. It's like, I was giving so much, and I'm sure you might have done it at some point as well. It's like, you want to give your clients the absolute best, but then you don't serve yourself. And then all of a sudden you end up burnt out, you're fatigued, yep. you can't work then for a couple of weeks because you're ill or run down or whatever it is, your income goes down, your impact goes down. Um, and then all of a sudden you're literally then in this downward spiral before then you pick yourself back up again. And so for me, it's just about making sure that we can keep the business owner, the coach, the personal trainer, operating, thinking, raising standards, leveling up and performing at their absolute best and building a body that represents their brand, which is huge as well. Like mm. Not getting shredded because you think that's going to get you more clients. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, I can I can resonate with the with the burnout piece. I thought burnout like didn't exist. I, I thought I was invincible till I burnt out. <laughs> and it was when I first started doing um this this program that I'm on right now, 75 Hard by Andy Frizzella. I don't know if you've heard of it, but um yeah. you've heard of it, right? And and anyone that follows the show will know that I'm doing it, but it's it's pretty intense. Like training twice a day and sticking to all the rules, but then also building a seven-figure business at the same time is a lot of stress on the head. Like, and I was I was feeling the stress in my, you know, like above my brow, just yeah. like at the top here, and it was like, whoa. And I just carried on going. And obviously, I look at a screen for the majority of the day because that's where my business is and where all my clients are. And I was like, okay, I need to get to this client, need to get to that client, need to do this, need to put this post out, need to grow this, need to create this, this training. But eventually, if you do that and you don't look after your body, then that compromises the business because I lost a couple of days trying to recover. When if I had just stepped back for an hour or two and just like given myself a bit of self-care, then I would have been able to run a marathon instead of just like doing these sprints. And I've done pretty well to this point. But uh, yeah, I experienced that. And it's kind of like a, a good reminder for everyone that we're not invincible. We do need downtime. We do need rest, but we also need people in our corner fighting for us and giving us the right instruction. I mean, I have a coach, a fitness coach who coaches me because like, number one, I respect myself enough to invest in myself. Number two, I don't want to use the bandwidth thinking about what I need to eat, how I need to train about my sleep, about what vitamins I need. I'll pay a professional to get me that advice versus me going and trying to figure it out. But like for you, yours is a, an interesting one because I'm, I'm a business mentor, business coach. So I'm not going to pretend to know everything about health, fitness, nutrition. I do know a lot, but not as much as you, right? 
But the, the guys that you coach, they do. They know a lot about health nutrition. We were just speaking about um, one of your, your clients, Ben Heron, who um, is a very good trainer. A very good trainer, gets insane results for clients. Um, a really good, good kid, if he's listening. Shout out to you, bro. Uh, he was on the show. Um, but he's a good coach, yet he's working with you. Now, other coaches will be like, what the fuck? Why would a coach get another coach? Some people can't wrap their head around this. I imagine people listening right now, well, I know what to do. I know how to train. I know what to eat. But then why is it that people like Ben and all these other coaches are signing up with you? Why? What would you say to that? I would say two main things. Information means nothing without implementation. So you can have all the knowledge, you have all the information, you know exactly how to coach your clients. But the reality is when it comes to holding yourself accountable and holding you to a higher standard than you currently hold yourself, um, you are always going to typically not operate at that level. You know, you will get some coaches that will do, but the reality is, um, yeah, information means nothing about implementation. And for me, it's not about getting clients to, uh, and coaches to reinvent the, the, reinvent the wheel. And there are probably some coaches that I operate and work with that are far more knowledgeable with than me, sorry, within like the sports science remit and potentially mm. within certain aspects. And for me, the biggest thing that I come on and I say to these guys is that I'm not trying to now give you new information. I'm not trying now to teach you something new. I'm not trying to show you how great I am and make this weird and wonderful, fantastic coaching program so that it makes me look great. And you think, well, okay, this is completely different and weird and wonderful. Like my goal is literally to hold you to a higher standard, hold you accountable, hold you accountable, give you a clear strategy that you can follow, take the stress away from your own programming and your own thinking, and make sure that we're making rational decisions and rational choices based upon it complementing you with where you are just, just now, also your business and also your energy. Mm-hmm. So a perfect example of that is exactly as you just highlighted there is as coaches, we go in and we train and uh, the goal is to, I don't know about you, but I want to bury myself. Like I want to literally just <laughs> literally like you want to come out of there and you literally want to go to a place, get comfortable being, unco- being uncomfortable. Yeah. Be, uh, I love the mantra. Yeah. I mass- use that that's massive. But sometimes, you know what, with where business is, where life is, where work is, that's not always going to be possible. And it's about where do you place your energy? So there's a time and a place to go into the gym and batter yourself, you know, get into, go, you know, go to that hurt locker and literally just stay there and really dig deep. But there's also a time to use training to enhance your energy. Use it as an opportunity for it to kind of set you up for the day. Use it as an opportunity for it to actually boost your energy, rather it deprive you of energy. And it's about understanding where you are at this moment in time and what's a priority. So whether now on a Monday afternoon, you're in a good position to go and absolutely smash yourself to pieces in the gym or actually whether you've got five other clients, you've got a million check-ins and a million and one other things to do. So you're probably going to be better to chuck the headphones and get a pump on, ensure that the training is going to um, make you feel good and you're going to get a bit of a sweat on and you're going to get a bit of headspace, but you're going to walk out feeling good. You're not going to walk out feeling like you've just been repeatedly punched in the face and now you want to go and have a lie down for the rest of the day. And it just comes down to auto-regulating somebody's training around their business, around their high energy, around their workload, around their stress, and just being able to manage that accordingly. And I think some, I know, like as coaches, we almost just want to go health level all the time. So it's just almost just trying to keep them on a leash and give them that rational thinking 
because we are our own, we are as coaches, our own worst critic. You know, we, we, we will tell mm. people what to do, but we're not great at taking our own advice often. Um, so that's like kind of one big thing that I look at. So it's not to reinvent the wheel. It's not to teach them something they don't already know. Uh, but it's just to make sure that I can meet them on their level. I get where they're coming from. I've got the same problems. I've had the same problems, which is why I can relate so well, which is so important when you're looking at your niche and your market, I feel. Um, and then it's just making sure that we're making decisions that are complementary with regards to their impact, their income. And it's complementary to their own personal progression, their own personal mm. uh, development in the gym as well. Yeah, I love that. And I also think there's like another <laughs> benefit to like working with a coach, like a fitness coach, if you're a PT, particularly if that coach has got more experience or does things differently to you and gets good results, because you can learn just by being a client. You can learn. I think someone even mentioned this to me about you. I think that's how I found you, actually. I think I was chatting to to someone about my product and and you came up in conversation and uh, he was saying he was working with you. And um, he was learning just by working with you as, as a fitness client, not as a business mentoring client. Yeah, amazing. And one big thing that stood out for me, and I think it was back in like 2014, 2015, I was listening to a Paul Mort podcast uh, with a guy called Alan Cosgrove. <clears throat> and uh, he's an American dude. And one big thing that he said that stood out to me, and even to this day, it's so distinct, and I'm probably going to butcher what he said, but in a roundabout way, he said, as a coach, you believe that you can transform and change somebody's life, correct? And a load of personal trainers put their hands up. Yep, yeah, 100%, I can help transform and change somebody's life. So if you think that by somebody buying into your product, you're going to be able to help them transform their life, why don't you buy personal training and coaching yourself? You know, so if you sell personal training, why don't you buy personal training? So if you believe in it that much, you got me, dude? Yeah, I was going to say, it's because there's so much fucking hypocrisy in the industry. Yeah. People say one thing, but then do another thing. And equally, the, the same guys that don't invest in coaches complain about why people are not committing to their coaching. Because life is like a mirror. <clears throat> as you know, right? So if, if you do one thing, you're probably going to get that back. So if you are not prepared to invest in coaches, as you were given that example, and work with someone, then it, deep down, whether you like it or not, subconsciously, you're emitting the frequency that you don't really believe that much in coaching and how transformational it is. Because if you did, you would be transforming yourself using another coach and learning and investing that way. And there'll be some arguments to and from that, but that's just my viewpoint. People can take it or not, but I believe in what you put out, you get back. So if I drop 10 Gs on a coach, like yeah. people are going to want to drop 10 Gs with me. Simple. Yeah. Um, and, and the more I invest in me, the more people want to invest in me. Uh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So more I invest in, in my product, my development, people are going to want to invest back. And the same for you. I can imagine like, you've done things in life, like you swore at someone, they swore back. It's a very simple equation of you do one thing, you get another thing back. And investing in a coach like yourself obviously transpires into people wanting to invest in you as well, which is, I think, another hidden benefit to, to getting involved with another coach and paying them because um, it, it helps you develop in lots of different ways that you don't always see on the surface. I call it invisible ROI. Um, yeah, anything to add? Uh, I would just say that from, from my side, like being brutally open, honest and transparent, one of the biggest things that stopped me moving forward quicker when I was younger 
was my ego was yeah. my inability Same. was my inability Same. to was my inability to invest and like i can't sit here now and go right okay you need to invest because for me there was so for so long i was like i know my body better than anybody else like i know what i'm doing i want to learn and it wasn't until then i was like joe stop being a fucking dick basically and like let's drop drop your ego and uh now i'll just go and reach out to somebody that's doing exactly what you want to be doing that's been where you've been go and leverage that go and learn from that and now go and see what it feels like to be on the other side of the coin Mm. It's absolutely huge. And then when you start to do that, you then start to realize that you start to level up and things start to improve. And big thing for me with the coaches is like, I'm not a business coach, but what I do say is that I will actually allow you and help you make more income because you're going to be a higher performer. You're also going to see how I operate. And by no means is that perfect. And I've got plenty of improvements to make. Um, but I'm now continually raising standards, investing in myself a lot and now wanting to ensure that I'm delivering the very best. And on the flip side of that, that's going to help them raise their standards. They're going to get better results with their coaching clients. They're going to have more energy. They're going to probably look at a few business acumen or a few business aspects that they're going to be able to go and implement. So it's actually as a byproduct going to help them make more money, make more impact and uh, scale and grow and reach levels that they didn't think was possible. So it has benefits with both body and business, I feel. Mm. It's interesting because a couple of years ago, um, I was looking at this company called the Coaching Academy. So it's like one of the biggest like life coaching, coaching companies or whatever in, in the UK. They hold like all these events at hotels. And uh, I went to one of their open days and um, at the open days, they pitch you some free content. And you get to see what it's like to, to be a coach, a life coach. And then they said something like, hey, you should network with everyone here because there's some senior coaches here. There's some people just starting out. But everyone should link up with a coach and hire someone in the room to help them if they're not as far ahead. And I was like, this sounds like a weird scheme to me. I was, I was almost skeptical as to why would a coach need a coach? And what I, I actually thought this was my train of thinking that this coaching academy had created this scheme where it's like, they've got these top tier coaches, they bring in coaches to learn about coaching. And then the top tier coaching people take those lower people and just take them as clients and make money off the back of just coaching yeah. upcoming coaches. It sounds a little bit complicated, maybe how I explained it, but I was like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I was like, Surely the, the coach doesn't need a coach because he's a coach. He'll go out and coach people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like a couple of years later that I realized, ah, it makes sense because the better you are as a coach, the more you actually know. And those are the things that you pass down to coaches that are not where you need to be or not where you're at yet. And so then I understood the relationship. And when that penny dropped, I was like, oh, now it's time to put money into coaches. When before it was alien to me, and it will probably be alien to some of the people here. But from that viewpoint that I had before to like, why would a coach need a coach? Doesn't make sense. That's backwards. That's a scheme. I don't get it. To now it's like, I think every coach should have a coach. I've gone like full 180, a a complete paradigm shift with this whole coaching thing. Um, cause I see what impact it has. Um, so that's just an interesting thought and I imagine it comes up sometimes in, 
in the conversations you had, and you probably have to address stuff like that in content. You have to talk about why would someone hire you because they're a coach and they should know what they're doing. But it comes down to the ego thing as well. Matthew Burge, Burbage um, is on the live. He just said that as well, that it's a deep-rooted thing that people have. And often it's the, the ego, especially with lads and guys. We don't want to raise our hands and get and say, hey, I'm missing something. No one wants to go, oh, I need help. Like People think it's a weakness. Well, I think it's a weakness not to be self-aware and not to be willing and have the courage to ask someone else who has the answer for help. That's my viewpoint. I don't know how you feel about that. Probably the same, given what you do. Yeah, completely agree. You know, accountability is king, you know, which is, which is massive. And accountability should make you feel uncomfortable because it should call you out on the things that you know you need to be doing. And that's reality. That's the reality. The reality is you're not where you want to be and you're not where you need to be because you're not doing the things that you said you were going to do that you're not currently doing, which is fundamentally it. And I had a conversation with a guy on a call yesterday and he actually is not one of my clients, but I have um, been a, like in company with him previously. And I saw that he was struggling. We've just been having mutual conversations and we jumped on a call and literally I just said, I'm going to give you some advice and I just want to give you some of my energy fundamentally. Cause I was like, I see that you're struggling at the moment. And he literally just gave me this nonsense. This sh- it was just this bravado of like, I've not got time. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I literally called him out on his bullshit. And then he sent me a message afterwards. Didn't sell him coach or anything like that. That wasn't the intention. And he just said, thanks. Like, that's exactly what I needed. Because he just started to tell himself these stories. And he started to tell himself why he didn't have to worry about looking after himself and why he was so busy building his coaching business. And um, he was an online coach and he didn't have time to go outside and get daylight and do this, that, and everything else. And I'm like, you're just bullshitting yourself. You know, you're lying to yourself and you're now just creating these stories in your head um, and you're creating these barriers that are stopping you, which is actually limiting and inhibiting your ability um, to be able to grow your coaching business. Mm. I said, you could be doing double, triple what you're currently doing if you're actually looking after yourself. But at the moment, your confidence is rock bottom. You're not in a good place. You now feel inferior. You feel like you're comparing yourself to every other coach because now all of a sudden you're not clear on your vision. You're not clear on what you're doing, where you're going. And so all of a sudden you then start to get this kind of imposter syndrome where you're comparing yourself to what everybody else is doing, or I'm not in good shape, or I'm not looking after myself, or why should somebody listen to me? Therefore, you don't then have the ability to go out and show the world exactly what you can do. And I think a huge part of this for me was a massive turning point in my coaching career in my life was when I started being far more authentic, started being far more vulnerable, and started being mm. far more real. And I think that was it. Like I now coach coaches because I know exactly what it feels like to be a coach and to struggle and to feel like nobody gets it and to feel like I can't put myself out there and say, hey, I'm struggling because I'm coaching 100 different people at the moment. And if they think that I'm struggling, then they're not going to want me to coach them anymore. When that couldn't be further from the truth. You need to be vulnerable but confident. But you need to be confident enough to be vulnerable enough to put the content out in the first place. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise... You, you know, you, you're never going to do anything. And that was a huge thing for me was starting to be more, more real, raw and honest about my current problems, which created more relatability to the people on the other side of social media, which then created more authenticity, which then created more conversation, which then created more clients, which then got better results, which then skyrocketed. Mm. It's interesting. Back to the mirror thing. You, you're basically being authentic, vulnerable, uh, 
identifying your weaknesses, being open, authentic about those weaknesses. And what does that do? It attracts people that are then more willing to be vulnerable with you and share things with you because you're making it okay. The, the comments are lighting up on Facebook. Matthew Burbage from the Fit Story Company is going in. Vulnerability equals connection, he says. Yeah, love that. Love that one, Matthew. Absolutely love that one. I want to shift gears. Um, I want to shift more into, again, that was very mindset, very, very uh, psychological. And I want to keep it on that kind of tone. But I want to shift gears into maybe some things that you're doing, maybe with your clients, maybe personally to to stay psychologically in a good place. I'm a big advocate of mental health, mental health awareness, and just making sure like all the boys that listen to me and and girls as well, that like you're looking after your your mental health just as much as anything else. Uh, And I share a lot of practices and things that I do. I'm always interested to learn from other people, professionals like yourself, who are doing things with the mindset to make sure that it's healthy. You're giving it those vitamins. What are those vitamins that you give your mind to make sure that like you're staying in, in the best shape mentally? Awesome, brother. This could have, so, there could be so many different aspects that we could, we could look at here. I think one big, big, big thing uh, that I've been complacent and got caught up in the past and is something that I hammer home every single week and sometimes it's like pulling teeth is uh, appreciating the small little mini wins and starting to now recognize what you have done in comparison to what you haven't done. And this is something that I get the coaches to share every single week on a personal level with me and then also as accountability to everybody else. Mm. Because I think we get caught up so often in I haven't done this, I haven't completed this, I have not, because our to-do lists get longer and longer and longer and longer. We end up getting overwhelmed, we get frustrated, and then all of a sudden it's like, right, okay, well, we just automatically focus on the negative. So I think one big thing for me is just the kind of small little actions, decisions, the thoughts that you have every single day that move you closer to where you want to be. And big thing that I, I want every single coach to do is to basically be able to appreciate the wins, but then also look at the fuck ups and the failures and see the lessons within those and then Oof. become vulnerable, but confident enough then to go, right, okay, this is now what I've learned. I now need to fail forward fast which is uh, a quote from Tom Bilyeu, um, which is unbelievable. I love that when he said that. Fell forward fast, and I think he basically just said then, yeah, kind of test, tweak, realign, and, and go again, you know? And it's just about what are the small things that you are doing that you can appreciate that you just almost brush over because it's just like, oh, well, I've done that. I was like, well, actually, mm. no, well, let's actually now start to take some pride in there, the actions that you've, that you've now gone and done and implemented. Here are the lessons. Here are the things that you haven't done. Right? Okay, now what are you going to take from that? And how are you going to move forward? Because personal development is amazing. They're like unbelievable. Like I'm a massive reader, massive listener, and I try and immerse myself in it as much as possible. But once again, information means nothing without implementation. So it's about what strategies and how do you now control those thoughts, control those ideas, and make sure that you can start to appreciate the little things that you are doing well that are moving you forward and the stuff that you're burying away at the moment and hiding and trying to deal with but you're just dealing with the back of your mind. You're not letting it come to the forefront. If you're actually now confident enough, again, to bring that to the surface, become aware of what it is instead of trying to hide it away, stop trying to put a plaster on a wound, then you're probably going to be able to carry around a lot less baggage 
Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to make far greater strides forward and you're, kind of, you're probably going to be able to grow at a far, far quicker rate. So appreciate the wins, but also accept and understand the lessons of failures because they're teaching us something, as everybody always says. Uh, but then bring them to the surface and then what can you take from it and then what can you action and implement them moving forward? Mm, great, great advice. Um, I love the perspective of that. I, I was talking about exactly the same thing pretty much uh, the other day in one of my groups about um what you said about the the failings and the things that you normally bury like in, versus looking at them as failures you look at them as lessons and be grateful again like you said for those opportunities to learn cuz like even if you do a consult and it doesn't go your way or you take on a client and they don't get the result you're expecting or you put out a piece of content that you think's going to do amazing and it doesn't work or you've been training and you're just not getting any results instead of going, Hey, I failed. Like this is not working and beating yourself up and, and, and looking at what you don't have. Look at like all the lessons that you said that you can gain from that experience. Why didn't I get those results? Why didn't that post work? Why didn't that consult sign up? What could I do differently to become 1% better in those areas tomorrow that will make sure that when that happens again, I'll be better equipped. And it's there's a good book on this, Psycho-Cybernetics. I don't know if you've yeah, read it. Maxwell Maltz. Yeah, yeah. And I think you were, you were explaining something um, about someone or some situation, but it's kind of like it's in that book where it's like trial, 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 error, trial again, success. Trial, 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 error, trial again, success. Kind of like a baby trying to pick up a toy. Baby doesn't like, can't go for it straight away way and pick it up but but the baby doesn't get discouraged because they're not at that point of discouragement yet they've not um they've not grown up enough to feel discouraged they keep just trying to go for the toy and they keep making misses trial miss trial miss and then trial success ah that's how i pick up the toy and that's how you develop a skill and it's the same in life people take the failures and don't look at them as opportunities to recalibrate and trial again error, trial again, success. So there's so many lessons in it, which I love that you mentioned. Massive. I think you, you learn nothing from a perfect week. And I think that's the big thing. It's like so many people almost don't want to then kind of accept or check in or feedback because they may not have implemented or done what they said they were going to do. But the reality is you don't learn anything from a perfect week. You don't learn anything from everything going well. And the reality is if everything is going well, you're probably not challenging yourself enough and you're Mm. probably not getting uncomfortable enough. And you're probably sat in this safety zone at the moment. Um, and you probably need to take another, you need to take another step up and uh, take a look at yourself and now really start to become okay with failing, become okay with, um, knowing on the other side of fear is where the magic happens. And uh, my, uh, one of my mentors always says to me, between fear and excitement is where the magic happens. Mm. And uh, I don't, I couldn't, I don't think every, yeah, that's so, so true. And uh, I think it's just now we've almost got into this society whereby, especially with coaches, if something doesn't fail or something doesn't work or something doesn't go away, then clients aren't going to want to stay with us. Or alternatively, we're not going to look great in comparison to all the other coaches or coaches are going to look at us in a certain way. Well, the reality is, unless you're you or me or another coach that coaches coaches, they're not going to put money in your bank account anyway. So why are you worrying about what other personal trainers are saying, thinking, and doing? Um, And if you're clear on your vision, you're clear on where you're going and what you need to accomplish and achieve, then there's going to be multiples of failures along the way 
but they're going to be valuable lessons that are now going to help you get to success, you know, far, far faster. And again, it was, uh, it was a, a Tom Belia quote that basically said, I'd much rather move forward in the wrong direction than not move forward at all. And I think he was talking about that when he was building Quest Nutrition. He said, and because it's that momentum of just doing lots of things wrong, but then you're learning along the way in comparison to just standing still because fear of failure or fear of judgment or fear of um, something not going how you'd like it to. And therefore you end up doing nothing because you're worried about what other people think more so than anything else. That, that is the reality, being honest, because that's the thing that's held me back in the past. I've not done something because I thought... If I do this and it doesn't work, either my parents are going to tell me to go and get a real job, you know, or, or my friends are going to tell me to go and get a real job or people are going to go, okay, that didn't work. You're a failure. I'm not going to buy into you. Um, instead of going, right, okay, it's, it's, another, no, it's another notch. Uh, it's another lesson and there are some, there's some value in there. And uh, yeah, now where do I go? What do I do? And I think it's that kind of momentum mm-hmm. and that failing forward fast mentality that you need, um, both within body and also in business for you to succeed. Because if I go back to when I first started training, I'm sure you'll be the same. Like I'm actually disgusted by what I used to do um, and the things I used to tell people to get in shape and how I used to coach and how I used to train myself. Um, But if I didn't look back in disgust and I didn't look back in frustration, then I wouldn't be growing. I wouldn't be moving forward. It, It just stayed exactly the same. So I think it's important that sometimes you look back and you're embarrassed And that embarrassment makes you realize, actually, do you know what I am moving forward? I'll probably listen to this podcast in three months' time and go, you know, Joe, you could have done that a lot better. You could have said this. Or, (laughs) you know, why did you say that? Because now your thought process and your beliefs are different. And I think that's just part of the process of the evolution of learning, development, growth, entrepreneurship, and, yeah, body body mastery as well, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, you said it there, evolution. Like, nothing's the same. I was saying this to, to Dave, my business partner who sat over there, um, about like books as well. Do you know when you read a book? So say you read Psycho-Cybernetics or Atomic Habits or any of the classics, help uh, how to win friends and influence people. You read it maybe two years ago and it reads one way, but if you pick that book up again and you read it, it's a completely different book. Yeah. I, I noticed that with Psycho-Cybernetics. We read it about a year ago and then in a year I've changed I'm not the same me as I was before. I'm different me. I've evolved and now I read it again and I see things I didn't see before because I was ready to see it. And there's, there's always an evolution. And I was just thinking back as you were saying that and I just want to um, maybe resonate with some guys out there when it comes to putting themselves out there and girls as well, putting themselves out there on social media. If you're a coach, if you're a personal trainer, getting on video, like sometimes that can that can be a scary prospect. Getting out there and doing video and like you said, what if people don't like it? What if people judge me? What if people don't like me? What if people um, never want to do business with me? And you have these sort of processes and it's the same with signing up for the coach. What if it doesn't work? What if I don't get results? What if I fail? It's always about what, what if this goes wrong. Why doesn't everyone switch that and start thinking about what if this goes right? What if this works? What if it goes viral? What if it blows up? Because I was thinking about my content probably about two years ago. I dug up one of the videos and I was like, this is cringe. Like the way I was speaking, I was like, oh my God. But I put it out there and there's been an evolution since that point. But it only 
I was only be able to evolve and everyone listening to this, the only way you can evolve is by taking some form of action and doing something differently to what you're doing before and putting yourself out there a lot of the time when you don't feel like doing it. Because generally speaking, your brain is designed to, to keep you safe, protect you from being exposed to death, danger, um, jeopardizing your existence, right? And that's the deep-rooted problem when people um, are faced with creating content because acceptance is survival. If you're the black sheep of the herd or people don't accept you, then you could be left on your own, could die, and you're done. And that's the deep-rooted issue that people are trying to avoid. But I feel like right now it actually pays to be the black sheep it actually pays and pays off if you actually are a bit different to everyone else and you're willing to have your own viewpoints and not be vanilla and maybe do stuff that people don't like. Good example, two in fact, Trump, one, James Smith, two. Yeah, both of them very one-sided, very vulgar, choppy content, calorie, calorie fucking deficit, rams it down your throat, Trump, same thing. Half the country hates him. But he's being authentic and he's putting himself out there. And yes, he would have had the same doubts, but he leaned into it and he's thriving by being authentic. I think it goes back to um, that thing that uh, Matthew said about vulnerability equals connection. Um, interesting, man. And I think going back to your point you just said, and as well as like people sign up to coach and they think, what if it doesn't work? What if I fail? Especially mm. coaches. Then yep. it's like, right, okay, let's flip, let's flip this on its head. A client comes to you. A client goes absolutely all in, does exactly as you said. You, they do exactly as you ask, and they leave no stone unturned. They are 100% compliant, 100% adherent. They are um, able to appreciate the wins, but they're also transparent and honest enough to be able to reflect upon what they're not, what, what, what's not going as well at the moment. They're happy to be comfortable being uncomfortable. The reality is when they lean in, go all in, they're going to, failure is not an option. Failure is not a choice. Success is nothing other than an ultimatum. But, um, and it's exactly the same with us. It's like, what if I spend this money? And I've had exactly the same. What if I spend this money? What if I invest? What if it doesn't work? What if I'm not good enough? Mm. It's like the reality is if you go absolutely all in, you listen, you implement, you trust the person, you build a great relationship, you're going to be successful. The reality is you're now just putting this barrier up that's stopping you, which is a safety blanket, which basically says, I'm going to kind of go half arsed in, but I'm not going to go completely in. So then if I fail, I've always got that fallback of, well, I didn't go absolutely all in, so it's okay. And you've almost like protected yourself. And yeah, so many coaches, awesome point. There'll be, Love so that. Many, there'll be so many coaches just now that'll have clients in exact, that are exactly the same. It's like, you just want these clients just to, grab it and just get absolutely after it and just trust them. And because if they were to trust it and they were to lean in and they were good, they were to go all in, they would get exceptional results. But there's this fear of like, yeah, I don't want to go all in just in case it doesn't work. And then what do I do? I'm stuck. I'm lost. And there's sometimes the difficult conversations that you need to have. It's like, listen, you're operating at 50, 60% here, but you're not believing in the process and you're not absolutely leaving nothing um, mm. to chance. And if you were to commit to change, and do exactly as I asked and trust the process, failure wouldn't be even on the radar over the long term. You're going to progress. You're going to grow. Yes, there's going to be challenges, but you're going to move forward. 
as coaches, we're exactly the same. Invest in a business mentor, invest in a personal fitness coach, or invest in a body transformation coach, whoever it might potentially be. There's always that thing of what it doesn't work. What if it doesn't work? Mm-hmm. What's well, like, well, actually, think about your clients. What would you say to them? Because if you've got the strategies, the knowledge, the confidence, the experience to be able to get them from where they are to where they want to be, then the person that you're investing in that has got the knowledge, the experience, the credibility, the track record is now going to be able to take you from where you are to where you want to be if you trust the process and you go absolutely all in, you implement and you take action because the only person that's stopping you from making progress is you, mm. you know? That, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's like people are scared of failure so they don't go all in because then they've always got that safety blanket. And for me, it's like put one foot in the present, put one foot in the future. Stop living in the past. Stop living based upon all the things that have happened previously. And now start to focus on where you are just now and where you want to be and make sure that your thoughts, your ideas, and your actions represent and complement those instead of actually what has happened previously that's now holding you back and stopping you because you're not that person anymore which is the other big thing that I always tell people to focus on because we're always so often focused on, well, I've done this before and it didn't work or I've tried mm. this and it didn't work. It's like, yeah, well, again, fail forward fast. Yeah, there's no future in history. Huge, massive. So one foot in the present, one foot in the future. And that statement for actually a lot of coaches has been huge and it's something that they've used a lot for, them, for their own clients because they're, they're, they're basically living on previous beliefs mm. instead of where they are currently, which is game-changing. Love it, man. This has been awesome. It's been great chatting to you. Uh, comments are lighting up. We've got some black sheep um, in the comments on Facebook. <laughs> I've been a black sheep all my life, um, got into Kathy. But uh, I just want to thank you, first of all, for coming on, man. I love what you're, you're doing. I love the, the guys that you help. And um, yeah, I just really respect people looking out for the coaches um, and not just your standard clientele. I think that's, I think that's cool. And like I said, a lot of people that, um, I mix with, uh, speak highly of you. So for, for anyone listening, if you need a coach, Joe could be your guy. Um, he sounds like he knows what he's talking about guys. So go hit him up on, on Instagram. That's your, that's your platform, right? I see you. I see you on there. So, uh, for Instagram, where can they find you, Joe? Yeah, mate. So Instagram is just Joe Parrish. Facebook is Joe Parrish, the coach's coach. Uh, and then website is joeparish.com or teamjphysique.online at the moment. So we got all the links. We got all the links. So if you're listening on um, Facebook, go check those things out if you're watching it live. Uh, for anyone that's um, listening to this back on Spotify, iTunes, or any of the platforms, and you want to see these. Um, these videos live, you can get them in the Coaching Ignited group. Uh, equally, all the links that Joe just mentioned, you send them over to me, Joe. We'll put them in the, the show notes. So anyone can check the show notes right now. You can click on those links and go and look into Joe and the great work that he's doing. Super, brother. Listen, an absolute pleasure, privilege, and honor to be on the show. You are doing some phenomenal stuff, and I know impacting and transforming the lives of many. Uh, so fantastic to connect with you. I'm humbled by the opportunity, and I hope the guys took some value uh, from today. It's been absolutely awesome. I'm pumped now. Absolutely pumped. <laughs> it, it always is quite quite um, energizing, just talking on topics that you're passionate about. Um, yeah, and I, lo- I love talking about all this stuff. So yeah, thanks for coming on, man. I'm sure we'll be doing something again in the future. But guys, we're going to sign out on this podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace. 
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did enjoy it, I'd be really grateful if you could leave a short review on one of the platforms. And if you're a personal trainer in a commercial gym with 500 plus members and you want to fast track your income growth and learn how to sign multiple new clients a week, reach out to me personally through Facebook or Instagram and just drop me a private message so we can get the conversation started and see if you could be a good fit for one of our programs. All the links to my social can be found in the show notes so we can connect there. See you next week.